Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? You're back! I'm back. You're back. Yes. And I had planned to take hiatus, you know, the month of July, and it's still technically July, so I came back, I guess, a little early, but not really. Like, I decided to come on. You know, yeah. Not well. I mean, week. it's it's basically the end of the month. You took four weeks off. We had four great interviews. Did you have a chance to listen to those? Um, no. It was oh, a hiatus. Amy. I'm gonna listen. Amy. I'm sorry. It was a real hiatus, Jonathan. Well, I, you you missed some good interviews. But I can listen to them now. I can go back. I can go back. I have been. There's been some other. I'm sorry. I've been listening to some other podcasts out there. You know, there's the one everybody's talking about. Been keeping up with that one. Is that the gold standard, the the Predators Weekly Podcast oh, yeah. with Adam Bingen and Braden Gall? Totally that one. Um, I, it's in my plan that it, on my commute, I'm going to listen to all the interviews in August, get okay. caught up. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, it's good to have you back. It's great. It's great to be back. It was a great month. Made my transition, sort of got started meeting new people, getting into the the new role, and had vacation with our family. So it was just a good, good time. Yep. And now getting to enjoy the Olympics. Absolutely. I'm loving it. And yes. it's a whole mix. I mean, I have been streaming early mornings on Peacock so I can see some some stuff live. I'm watching it in the evenings. I love the Olympics. And so this has been have been really fun. And it's it's also been enjoyable for me to see, you know, because we were in Tokyo a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's weird Sometimes when they have the shots as it's coming on after a commercial break or whatever, and I I will actually see places that I stood, you know, I, there was, they were doing some kind of panoramic shot and I saw a spot where I was and visited and, uh, and it has been really neat and has just reminded me of the hard work that our folks are doing there uh, in Japan. It's a, an incredibly difficult culture to bring the gospel into and so they, we got some folks that are working hard, doing amazing things there. But that's that's been neat too. A lot of memories. Yeah, and as far as Japan goes, you know, it's been said a lot. I think we even talked about this when you went to Japan. It's kind of seen as a closed culture in an open country. That's right. That's right. It is that our missionaries are fully there as missionaries. Um, proselytizing is legal there. They can share openly, you know. But the culture is so difficult that uh, it's really hard to make the inroads with people. Uh, everyone is nice and kind, but when it comes to anything sort of below the surface, it's really hard to have those conversations with folks. And so our our IMB personnel over there work very hard uh, and do some do some amazing things. And there are some great churches there yeah. that that are, are are doing a lot of good work. Yeah, so shout out to Friends of the Pod, Daniel and Tara Rice, who we've mentioned absolutely, here before. Absolutely, absolutely. You know what was really sad? They had, if I remember correctly, they had tickets to the women's gymnastics competition until... The all-around or the team or the individual? I'm not sure which I'm not sure which one, but... We won the, one of those. We finished second in the other, so... Right. I'm not sure which one they had tickets for. I just know that they that was what they had had bought to be able to go and then spectators weren't allowed. So it's kind of sad, sad times. Uh, but Hey, real quick on speaking of that, I know the U S has done incredibly well, you know, the Olympics so far. Yes. I think Rebecca Andre 
of Brazil, though, oh. has been an absolute joy to watch. I to, enjoyed to see Brazil. Like I, I, you know, I saw Brazil gymnast. I'm like, wait a minute, Brazil doesn't have gymnasts. Right. Like, what's going on here? Right. So Typ- out of it's nowhere, typically, yeah, it's typically us. Eastern Europe, you know, China typically has yeah. a, a, a team, but you don't uh-huh. think about Brazil. And I, yeah. I was the same. I mean, I was excited. I was pulling for Sunni. I was, you know, cheering for Jay. And I was glad I, she won, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And I have been um, obviously following the story that everyone else has been and have uh, have really been amazed by Simone Biles and have great respect for her and all that she has been through this week and and what it took to to kind of do what she did to 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 step up for her team when she was struggling. I learned what the twisties are this week. Did not know what that was. Um, and then once I read about them, I thought, my goodness, how frightening that is to to kind of have that moment right there. My so, dog gets those every once in a while, and he's out. Oh wait, those that's the zoomies. My bad. Yeah, yeah, not the same thing. Not so, the same. Uh, anyway, that obviously everyone's been following that story, but it was also just like you said, a real joy to watch some of these other other athletes. And yes, I loved watching her from Brazil. She was great, yes. silver medalist in the all around. Yes, yep, would have been gold had she not stepped out a couple times, probably. Right. All right. Well, uh, we'll jump into it here and get on with the podcast. Kind of a light news week. So, uh, you know, an, an easy welcoming back for you, Amy. Yes. Uh, so and a typical so, July. A typical July. Yes. Typically July. Yes. All right. So, hey, before we get going into the news, though, we do want to thank our sponsors. SBC This Week is sponsored by Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, where you can get the theological training and the hands-on experience you need to thrive in ministry. The church needs leaders with deep theological knowledge and hands-on ministry experience. And at Southwestern Seminary, you you'll get both. The Southwestern faculty is dedicated to providing faithfully biblical teaching as well as walking alongside students as they grow in ministry. If you are called to serve God's church, then Southwestern is ready to help you live your calling. Find out more at swbts.edu. That's swbts.edu. Got some seminary news for us this week, Amy. Two Southern Baptist seminaries have been recognized by the Interest Center for Theological Schools as showing significant growth over the past five years. Both Midwestern and Southern have shown year-over-year headcount increases the past five years, Amy. That's really exciting. I know they have been celebrating that. I've seen a lot about it. This is, I mean, it's kind of a big deal. ATS institutions, a lot of them are really seeing decreasing enrollment, and Southern Baptist seminaries are always at the top of the ATS kind of list in terms of enrollment. And it, it does, it, they do always shine, but this in particular saying consistent enrollment growth over five years, that's pretty incredible. And, and our other seminaries have shown enrollment growth as well. I mean, it's, it's not just that they're the only two growing, the others are growing as well. They may not have had just year over year for five years, right? but we are all growing. That, that's the neat thing about these six Southern Baptist seminaries is that they are all getting stronger, growing, being led by biblically conservative presidents and faculty. It's just a testimony to their faithfulness in the growth that we've seen over the past you know decade or so at all our seminaries. That's right. Pretty incredible. So congrats to them. Yeah, some numbers real quick on that. Southern's headcount enrollment had increased from 2754 in 2015 to 3390 by 2020. Midwestern has actually doubled from 1196 in 2015 to 2397 
by 2020. So congratulations go. to them. There's a full story on that with all the information as well as some information on our other seminaries because uh, they're all just spectacular and done a great job and under the leadership of their current presidents. So uh, that, that's the uh, the news there from our seminaries. And some more seminary news over at Southern Seminary. They've got a new director for their online Hispanic program. Yes, Roberto Carrera has been named the director of that program. It, it's a very specific, you know, they, they have a large network of churches that are in the Spanish-speaking world. And so it really it really means that someone's got to direct just that online program. You know, a lot of our seminaries have uh, degrees online that are available completely in Spanish language, uh, but theirs is so big, they've got to have somebody for all the students that are in it. So this is, is really great for uh, Roberto Carrera to be in that. He's been at Southern Seminary since 2011. He got his MDiv there, and then he did a PhD in Old Testament under Peter Gentry, who is like, if you work under, if, you, if you're working under Peter Gentry, whew, you're, you're he working. He knows a thing or two about the Old Testament. You're working pretty hard. Yes. Peter's so, forgotten more about the Old Testament than we'll ever know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and, and anyone listening who knows Dr. Gentry knows that. So congratulations to Roberto Carrera. And congratulations also to Anna Daub at Southeastern on her new role as Director of Special Projects and Partnerships. Oh, I am excited about this. Anna is, we're going to call her, she's a good friend of the pod because she is a or at good, least half the pod. Yeah, I don't know she, if I've ever met her. She is a good, close friend of mine. And um, she has worked in the Global Theological Initiatives Office for a, a long time and is is finishing up her PhD. Um, she uh, missions is her focus. She's spent she's been um, a missionary overseas and she graduated, got her MDiv from Southwestern and was really a star academically there. Uh, just did an incredible job and then came here doing her PhD here. Um, but she's done some great work in the GTI office. So this is an exciting promotion for her. So what she will do is really implement new things uh, for the Global Theological Initiatives program, help them be able to um, participate in doctoral programs, new uh, help with new opportunities for women. Um, it's a strategic role for that office. So it's really an an expansion of that department, as well as uh, a great role for her. So uh, Anna, Anna is incredible. I know there are are folks at Southwestern and Southeastern who know that she studied under Matt Queen. So really cool and uh, great news for everyone. Awesome. All right. And finally, we go to Guidestone and actually here in Nashville, where their trustees met this past week. I was able to go over there on Monday and sit in on the plenary session have lunch with a lot of folks from Guidestone, so it's good to see everybody over at Guidestone this week. But some big news coming out of this, Amy, Mission Dignity continues to grow and to the point where they are actually going to be able to increase the benefits by $150 each month. That's 25% increase uh, for those who are in the most need from $600 to $750 starting in January 22 because last year, was Mission Dignity's biggest year ever, and they're on pace for even more this year. They they eclipsed the $10 million mark for the first time in history last year for Mission Dignity, and are on well on their way uh, to doing so again this year. They had more than 1,000 new donors last year who gave for the first time. That is such great news, and can you imagine what that means to those people who are dependent on Mission Dignity to think of 
that check increase per month. I mean, yeah, that that's huge to uh, our you know retired pastors or widows of retired or widows of pastors to to know. I mean, one hundred fifty dollars a month can make a tremendous difference. And uh, I I like I said I love Mission Dignity as someone whose grandparents after ministry you know really had. To, to sort of struggle to make ends meet and uh, they weren't Southern Baptists. So this wasn't able to help them. But what I saw was the need that was there. And it's really, really a beautiful thing to see how Mission Dignity steps in that gap. Absolutely. Also some good news, uh, their property and casualty insurance, which they do through Brotherhood Mutual Insurance Company, they're attaining a 97% retention rate on that, which is incredible for any type of insurance retention. And they've also expanded that into some Southern Baptist colleges and universities and starting to uh, insure colleges. So that's growing. And then Hans Dilbeck was there as well, the new president-elect of Guidestone, and he will take over in the first quarter of 2022. Uh, but O.S. Hawkins, uh, you know, on his way out as president, retiring and moving to President Emeritus of Guidestone, uh, was there and kind of led the meeting as well. So it was good to see Hans. Hans uh, and I talked. We're going to get him on the podcast at some point in the future, uh, just trying to work out schedules and everything right now. So uh, going to get him on here and talk about his new role over at Guidestone. So a great meeting this past week by the Guidestone trustees and uh, really enjoyed our time over there with them. All right, that's going to bring us to our favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right, we're going to go back to 1951 to a story. I think there's a chance I've done this before. I can't remember. All right. But I decided to do it again because if you've heard this story before, it it it's worth it to listen to it again. And if you haven't, you need a chance. So, and maybe I didn't, you know, there, there's a lot of stories that can be similar like this, but this was July 30th, 1951, and the headline was, Baptist three-cent problem is coming home at last. So here's what happens. Ruth Nelson, who was the bookkeeper of the EC, had had a, an issue for two years, almost. So on, on October 25th, 1949... Someone, loyal Baptist, someone in the pew, had sent three cents to the executive committee and designated, it was designated funds to go to the Southern Baptist Hospital in New Orleans. And so Duke McCall, who was uh, head of the EC at the time and treasurer of the convention, he, he, it says he did the only thing he could do. If they designate they wanted to go to the hospital, they designate it. All right, so he writes a check. It was check number 10046 for three cents, mails it to the hospital, Frank Tripp. Well, Frank Tripp takes one look at the check. I guess he's, you know, it's like the widow's mite, three cents. He thinks it's better as an office decoration. He's like, this is really special. So he puts it under glass. He wants to show that people remember the hospital that they are, are designating. Well, guess what has to happen? They got to balance the books, eh? They have to balance the books. So for two years, Ruth Nelson has to transfer three cents from one month to the next because he didn't cash the check. <laughs> <laughs> and so then the EC is bringing auditors in and the auditors are like, this is three cents off. You got a problem. And 
Ruth Nelson had she had just had enough. So finally, Duke McCall writes to Dr. Tripp and says, We will gladly return the canceled check to you. We'll even reimburse you out of our own pockets to just persuade you to cash it. Please cash it. Just return the check. And so it said at the end, the check is expected very soon. The books will be balanced. The bookkeeper made happy and the auditors appeased. And Dr. Tripp will get his three cents. So let that be a lesson. First of all, designated gifts, no matter how small, are always appreciated. But let's always cash those checks. So... Anyway, so it just was great. I, it, it's Maybe I hadn't shared that one, but it sounded similar to ones before. I didn't really care. I decided I needed to, needed to talk yeah. about it. So we, I don't think we've done that one before. Well, and, um, and I think it was, it was neat because her name was Ruth Nelson. And the one who really does this for the EC now, her name is also Ruth, Ruth Ann Williams. And wow. uh, so Ruth Ann Williams would love this story, I would think. You'll have to share it with her. Um, you have to tell her about it because, uh, you know, Ruth Nelson had had enough this week in SBC history. I'm, I'm just trying to imagine the, uh, the, the staff meeting every month. We're three cents off again. Right. And, and then the whole time you're like, it's because, it's because Frank just wants to have, have it in a glass case and that's it, you know, and I get it why he did. Like it was meaningful to yes. him. Yes. But, you know, got to cash those checks. Absolutely. All right. Well, yeah, that's that's kind of funny. All right. Well, hey, let's move to our resources of the week this week. Amy, your resource is? Uh, mine is a Baptist press story that you you shared with me. You know, I'm not, I, I, obviously, I still read Baptist press like so many, but I'm not, better. I'm not there every day to know all the things that are, are coming or happening. But you sent this one to me because it's from my home county, which is Robertson Cheatham County. county. No, oh. it's Robertson County. Uh, Springfield the is the county seat. You know, so I'm from Cooperstown, right outside of Springfield. And the Robertson County Baptist Association has done a really cool thing. They have, uh, they, uh, those churches in the association have partnered together to sponsor education programs in Spanish for Hispanic people in the community to receive either their high school equivalents high school equivalency or a certificate in biblical studies. And so uh, Luis Lopez, who I believe uh, we used to work with at Lifeway and, uh, or I did, it may have been before you were there, may have been before you were there, but he really, really great man, great leader. He's the associate director of missions for ethnic work at the Robertson County association. And so he really headed this up. So it's, it's just a neat and great thing that they're doing to engage the community. And I think they have, you know, experienced, Expanded it out to to some other areas as well, but I loved it. There's a great story about it. Just tells what they have done, and that is what I want to share as my resource. All right, very well, proud of my it, home county. Yeah, it's a really neat story, and they also service Cheatham County churches too, Amy. Which is great. It's a it's you know that's like a mile from my home, so it's where it's where we go to the grocery. It's our post office. Everything Cheatham County. It's great too. I just I'm in Robertson County, to be clear. Yeah, sure, sure you are. Okay, all right. Well, if you've been paying attention to Baptist Press at all this week, you know where I'm going to go with my resource of the week, and it's Sweet Thirty One Baking Company. 
in North Carolina. Of course you are. In Wendell, North Carolina. Amy, where is Wendell and why have we not gone there to Sweet 31 Baking Company? Well, I mean, Wendell is is a little, it's a little bit away from where I am. It is in Wake County, but it's kind of on the other side of, of Raleigh. So, so what you're saying is this is like in your backyard. Yeah, I mean, you know. Clo- not, it's, not too It's right far. over there by Lizard I Lick. Could, I could, yes, I could go over there. I could go over there on a Saturday afternoon. Yes. And I have heard about this bakery and I have heard about Melanie Wallace and how incredible she is. Um, and, and, and so I just haven't, I just haven't made it yet, but I need All right, to. So here's the story. So they, you know, church bake sales, kind of a thing to make money, raise money for missions, ministry projects, that kind of thing. They were like, well, what if we just had a bakery? Right. And, we did this like all the time. So that's what they did. Yep. So Sweet 31 Baking Company, you can find it online. Sweet 31 Baking Co., I think is the, uh, yeah, Sweet 31. And that's sweet, like the sweets, not like a hotel suite. Right. Sweet31bakingco.com is uh, the website there. And so they they sell cinnamon rolls. And, and Ama- yeah, Chuck the Register, cookies, by the way, is the cookies Chuck look Register amazing. is is... Recommending the citrus cinnamon rolls, by the way, Amy, hint, 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 hint. Uh, but they have, I saw one, they have a, what was it, a carrot cake whoopie pie? Yes. And I'm like, yes, please. Because I, I'm, yeah, yeah, that's that's got my name written all, all right, over All right, so it. you've convinced me. Keith and I need to just take a trip down there. We just need to head down there and get. And ship some to Jonathan. Yeah, I'll, I'll see that's what we can do. That's the second part of that. That's the second part of that, by the way. So, but yeah, so. Great story about this, but but the proceeds go to missions. Yep. So they they help fund missions with the proceeds of the bakery. Yeah. So, like heck yeah, let's go. I pretty mean, awesome. Like, why not? So this is pretty awesome. So yeah. So in other words, like your resource is not just a BP story about something great oh, that's going bakery. on. You've got it's the, the citrus cinnamon rolls. Amy. Yeah. You there's a and the carrot cake whoopie pie. Yes. There there's a a Link to the website. I don't think they ship to Nashville, but for those listeners who are in surrounding towns who are in my area, uh, don't just click on the story. Go ahead and click on that link, and and we, we should all make orders. Yes. So uh, cookie of the month is blueberry shortbread, Amy. That sounds delicious. It looks like I, I'm interested in the pumpkin maple cinnamon rolls as we move into the fall. So. Ooh. Oh, they have homemade oatmeal cream pies, Amy. Okay, there is no need for us to go through this entire website. Will people can go to it and check it out? Oh, yes, I would like to add a six-count pan of cinnamon rolls. So, <laughs> everyone, wow. everyone came. I'm back, and we're gonna just sit on a Zoom call going through a bakery website. Yeah, so, I don't see the problem in this. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, hey, it's good to have you back. And uh, yeah, so yeah, do check out uh, Sweet Thirty One Baking Co. online and um, and hit them up if you can in the area, Amy. Since you're in the area, yes. Just go to Lizard Lake and take a right. It looks like that's that's the plan. Um, okay. Well, that's going to do it for our show this week. Uh, and again, kind of a, a short show and kind of a light news week. So it allows us to talk about the Olympics and. Carrot cake whoopie pies. That's right. Well, August is so, coming, so I'm sure the news is going to start surging back, as it always does. Yes. Yes, it will. 
All right. Well, hey, thanks for joining us again this week. Thanks to Southwestern Seminary for sponsoring the podcast each and every week. And Amy, I'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>